Welcome to the Love Lab podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single or couple, this is the show for you because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Céline Rémy. All right, welcome to the Love Lab podcast. This is episode 20. We made it to the big 2-0. <laughs> and this one is entitled Sexual Mastery, One Man's Journey. So if you've been listening to this podcast thus far, you've probably heard some interviews that we've done, and you probably know that we generally don't give the interviewees the questions ahead of time. And so, you know, it's kind of a fun thing that we like to do because we want real answers. We don't necessarily want, you know, things that have been well rehearsed or practiced. We just want people to be real. And so today we're going we're gonna to sort of flip the table over on ourselves and Celine's going to interview me and she's going to ask me questions. So we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, I got a few ready here. I hope you're ready, Kevin. It's, it's more uncomfortable on this side of the, uh, the table. <laughs> Are you getting sweaty already? <laughs> Pressure is on. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So, you know, we are going to go down the rabbit hole and listen more and hear more and understand more of Kevin's journey. And so I wanted to do a good warning. Mom, if you are listening to our podcast, this might be the one you may want to skip. Because <laughs> <laughs> I trust him that he's going to be very personal and real. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's let's get started right away. So I want to set up the stage first. I want for our listeners and all of us really to kind of get a little bit of a background and understanding of, you know, what views about sexuality did you grow up with? Ha Well, uh, I grew up in a family that was your typical Christian family. So no offense to anybody who's out there who's Christian, but you know that they generally have some pretty uptight views around sex. Um, and even if they don't, the thing is they just don't talk about it. Mm. It's not something you talk about. So I did not grow up in a household where, you know, you would come home from school and say, uh, Hey, mom, I, I heard about uh, cunnilingus. What's that? Like, <laughs> really, you, you, you just wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> so, you know, like, like most people, um, you just learned about it from your friends or your older siblings or, you know, anybody that had a piece of knowledge that you didn't. Mm-hmm. which, of course, meant you often didn't get good information. Mm-hmm. Did your brother, you actually have one older brother, did he... Um, play a role in your um, sexual discovery or was it more friends? No, or? it was actually mostly friends mm-hmm. or sometimes friends' older brothers. That's mm-hmm. That was pretty much where it came from. Mm-hmm. Did you get to uh, have access to any old Playboys or things like that? Because well, you're old enough for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's I think that's another important point to bring up is that there was no internet. Uh-huh. You know, no cell phones, no internet. Yes. Five channels on the TV, you know, no cable, yeah. right? So um, you just didn't have a lot of uh, 
uh, places where you could actually even get information. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we really relied on word of mouth and yeah, that occasionally a friend would find, you know, a dad's or an older brother's playboy or something and we'd get a chance to look at it. It was not a common occurrence at all. It was like, oh my God, look what I found. (laughs) (laughs) So did you feel that you were prepared for your very first uh, sexual encounter? Like, did you get into it feeling ready or like, what, what, where were you at there? (laughs) (laughs) Prepared. Right. I've got this. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Had you ever seen a naked woman before, like in real, not just on paper? Uh, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know, honestly. And I'm not even sure how much I saw of her. I think we were probably under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm guessing that first time was, I mean, probably like most people's first time. I mean, even if it's, if it's decent, it's never as good as what you can get to later. Oh, God, no. <laughs> But here, here's what I do remember of it, though. Okay, do tell. <laughs> I remember there was a lot of long foreplay. Oh. Um, and I remember, the, you know, the actual penetration intercourse being very short, mm-hmm. as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, one just being, you know, a young, uh, well, like not even man, you know, a young... A young teenager with hormones raging, and I've been dreaming about this moment for years, <laughs> and there's so much energy that comes up, you know, and then, of course, the, like I said, it was a long buildup uh-huh. to the actual intercourse, and um, I don't know how long it was, but I remember being pretty short, although, interestingly enough, my perspective is very skewed now. So mm-hmm. if I look at the stats and they say, that, you know, the average man, depending on, on which study is three to five minutes or five to seven, actually, I, I think it was probably about within that three to five minute range. Which is a lot for a first time. Yeah. And she was an older woman too. Really? Uh-huh. So she wasn't a virgin. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure not. (laughs) Ooh, cougar you. (laughs) No, she was not nearly old enough to be considered a cougar. (laughs) By older, I think she was two years older than me, maybe. Don't even bother mentioning that, Kevin. Hey, when you're 15, two years is a big deal. (laughs) That is true. Okay, so I kind of like that. I just wanted people to understand where you came from. And um, it just kind of sounded like everybody's first time in terms of like, hey, you do your best, you fumble in the dark under the cover, you try to figure things out. I think it's so sad though. Like, you know, when I asked you, had you ever seen a woman naked? And you're like, probably not. And I'm like, wow, like when you think of that, that's really sad that that you hadn't had that opportunity or that, yeah. Well, it's, it was just not a culture where people were ever naked. Yeah. You just, you didn't see people naked. Yeah. Well, well, all right. So I want to move fast forward a little bit because, you know, I'm sure like any man, you started having sex and then it's kind of like, yeah. And then you get to have more sex and more sex. And so usually you do tend to get a little bit better. You find a few tricks and you're like, this is it. Like, I'm really, you know, I'm good in bed. And um, what, you know, how did you get started on your path of sexual mastery? Because like what I'm describing here is kind of like the everyday man's journey of like, I'm good in bed. I had sex with several women. I figured it out. I know which button to press. And I've, I guess this is as good as it gets. 
But this whole podcast here is to show you that there is so much more. And that's kind of where I want to go with this. So how did you figure out that there was more, first of all? How did okay. you shift? <laughs> well, I'll take a step back before the actual, you know, like quest to be better. Okay. But I will say this, that I always really enjoyed sex. Like from the moment that... Even before I started having sex, I was like, I really want to have sex. I really want to have sex. I really want to have sex. <laughs> and, then, and then once I once I did start having sex, I was like, this is great. I love this, right? So You are natural. <laughs> well, and this is one of the things that we teach in our Power Mastery course, right? Which is you got to love what you do. Mm-hmm. You're not just going through the motions to get to, you know, uh, an end goal. Mm-hmm. You just have to love the whole journey of it. And I, and I always did. I always really loved it. I've always been a sexual being. And so um, it was just something that I liked. And anything that you like, you're going to want to pursue and do more of. And hey, you know, <laughs> practice makes perfect. <laughs> I'm also fortunate that, you know, I had some fun girlfriends along the way who were open to trying different things. Mm. And so, you know, experimentation was always part of that, whether it was, hey, let's go have sex, you know, outside somewhere or, (laughs) yeah, or let's play with toys or let's, you know, whatever it is, there was always an openness to experiment and try different things. And so as I got older... Um, one, I had a decent amount of practice, <laughs> and two, I had already I had already experienced enough things outside of what people would call the normal mm-hmm. to know that what most people say about sex, especially at that time um, and that place, mm-hmm. I already knew that most of what they were saying was just kind of bullshit, right? <laughs> I was like, no, no, there's more to it than that, you know. Okay. So, so having that in the back of my mind. Um, as I get older um, and I have more experiences, um, I, can't, I, had a, I had a partner at one point um, and we were together quite a long time and we lived together and, and we started to really go through this uh, awakening process together. And as that happened, we were meeting people who worked, you know, in Tantra and, you know, various aspects of sexuality, like books were coming into our movies, like all kinds of different resources for us to learn and grow just started showing up. Mm-hmm. Like we, we weren't even really looking for them. They would just be show up. Like we would meet somebody and they'd be like, have you read this book? Or, you know, we would meet somebody and like, oh, well, by the way, I'm a Tantra teacher. You should come to my workshop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it wasn't all sexual, right? You guys started a quest of like going to do yoga, looking into meditation, or like kind of like shifting a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, so, so the original awakening was not just a sexual awakening. Mm-hmm. It, it really was, yeah, more of a spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, we were both into yoga, uh, so we were doing a lot of yoga. And then through yoga, of course, we discovered meditation. Mm-hmm. And we were doing various forms of meditation. Mm-hmm. And we were just really on this journey of expanding our minds and and uh, learning everything that we could learn. And so as part of that journey, these resources would come in mm-hmm. from all these various places. And I remember one in particular. Uh, it was actually one of Montauk Chia's books. Uh, I believe it was the Sexual <laughs> Reflexology, okay. uh, if I recall. And so I'm reading this book and I'm fascinated by it. <laughs> And, you know, some, some of it I knew 
sort of instinctively already. But there were all kinds of practices and things in there that, that I had never seen. And the big thing, the big thing that really set off the desire to really pursue the sexual aspect of this sort of personal development work was I read in Montauk Chi's book that orgasm and ejaculation were not the same thing. Wow. Okay, we need to pause there for a sec. This is huge. This is huge. <laughs> if you're listening today, whether you're men or women, you got to really grasp this concept that ejaculation and orgasm are two different things. They so, can be separated. Oh, absolutely. And, <laughs> and here's the interesting thing about that is at this point in my life, I had already had quite enough practice and exposure to different things in the sexual world where I felt like I was already a pretty good lover. I was already lasting far longer than the average, you know, five to seven minutes. Mm -hmm. I was already having what I thought was great sex. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not like it was, it's not like it, uh, how to describe it? Like I already had some accomplishment there, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. But that idea was like, wait a minute. So, so, okay. Even if I'm lasting 20 minutes or 30 minutes or however long. I don't even know how long. I'm just making that number up. But um, the idea that it could be separated and that as a man, you could have multiple orgasms mm-hmm. and extend this journey out. I was like, and this is this is exactly what I thought. If that's possible, I, I need to know how to do it. <laughs> All right, so that leads me to my next question. So uh, now you discovered that there's more to sex than you thought. You even have new concept, and you're like, "This is there's something possible that I'm not yet doing," and you're like, "I need to do this." So tell us a little bit about the journey. Like, what steps did you take? What did you start to do there? Well, the first thing was uh, there were some practices in the book to help you try to separate. Um, your orgasm and your ejaculation. So I said, all right, I'll I'll try it. I'll Mm -hmm. see what happens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with some success and some not success, um, it was a fun practice nonetheless. (laughs) (laughs) But then I would take that into the bedroom with my partner and we would try it together. Mm -hmm. And I think a really big part of being able to really figure that out and master it was having her help with that. Oh, I love that you're mentioning that, Kevin, um, because... Often, so, you know, I work with clients, I work with men and they come to me and they're like, well, I'm doing this. I want to be a better lover. I want to be better, uh, showing up better in the bedroom for my wife, my girlfriend, whatever. And, um, I always ask them, like, is she supporting you? Like, like, is she, does she have your back? Is, Is that something the two of you do together? And a fair amount of time, my clients do talk about coming to see me and she's very aware of the process and a few, like, yeah a decent amount of time too people do this on their own and I truly believe that the key to success is is to have both partners that are on board because no matter how skilled you are and how many things you know and if you're still trying to put things into practice and the other person is not aware of what you're doing they are most of the time going to take you over your edge or make the experiment fail because they're not supporting you until you really become a master but in order to become a master it takes a little while so it's it's a very tricky place to be in it can be. And well, first of all, I'll just say that she's the one that bought me the book. 
<laughs> so obviously she was supporting of this of this process. <laughs> well, as as you well know from uh, girlfriends previous to that relationship, uh, there wasn't really any problem that needed to be solved there. It was more of just a curiosity, like mm-hmm. what else is possible, you know? Yeah. So she was obviously supportive, and then and then when we would make love together, it would be like, well, let's see how how far can we take this? Mm-hmm. How how long can we go? How many waves of ecstatic bliss can we experience? Mm-hmm. So you had both. You had a solo practice, things that you did on your own to start to really understand your body, control your body. Um, and then you also had a dual practice with your partner at that time of like, let's do things together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I think these two are really important. I think the combination of having both of them is really what helps you to grow and go faster. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I mean, the solo practice is great and it's actually a must. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to go down this this path you really have to be practicing on your own but i noticed what what happens with some men and and you see this too is they can start to get good at the solo practice and then as soon as they get with a woman they get so overly excited they can't control themselves and they're like damn it i thought i had it and now i don't and so bringing both of those together can Mm -hmm. give you the practice you need yeah i see that happening a lot and it is true that's um it's you gotta remember when you're by yourself you have control over everything and it's only your own energy and as soon as you add somebody else to the mix the energy they bring in their own and it's like everything gets magnified and whatever you think you know it's kind of the same when you're like oh I am so zen now I'm patient loving and kind and I'm like okay go spend 10 days with your family and see if you're really (laughs) that patient loving and kind and I think that's the same when you're like okay I'm really good in solo and then it's like wow it's a whole new world once you bring another person into the mix and and that's when you get to really see where there are places and so that kind of like um makes me think about my next question i wanted to know if you know did you have any setbacks around along the journey like or or yeah or or places where you were like oh this was like maybe more difficult or 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 was it a very linear like (laughs) shot um You know, the biggest thing I would say is, and this is a term I use a lot when I'm when I'm you know helping guys with this problem. I say mileage will vary, mm-hmm. right? You know, like from the commercials, and they say, "Oh, you get this," but <laughs> mileage will vary, right? <laughs> Depending on your driving conditions <laughs> and your driving skills. <laughs> yeah. And and it's kind of the same thing here. Is is you know we're humans. We're in a, we're in a human body. We're not machines, mm-hmm. and so nothing is ever always the same. And so, you know, there, there can be times when you feel like you've really got it down and you're really performing well. And then, you know, you might be under a lot of stress in your life at one point, or uh, maybe you had a, a sickness or an injury or something happens. And then the next time you're just like, but what happened? I used to be able to. And the idea is to just not let that, you know, really get to you. Mm-hmm that, you know, your body will fluctuate and sometimes you'll be a rock star and other times you will not be, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you'll and, be a CMI. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, different conditions will change things. Like I remember, you know, I got what I felt was really good at being able to to control my ejaculation mm-hmm. with my partner and, you know, we had become very comfortable with each other. 
But we were also experimenting with open relationships and sex parties and things like that. And then yeah, I go to a, a sex party with her and the energy in the room is so intense <laughs> that I'm like, oh my God, this is so hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but, 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 but yesterday, mm-hmm. you know? And so the idea is to just realize that, you know, again, the mileage will vary and do the best you can. Don't be too hard on yourself if sometimes it's harder than others. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more now about the sex life you have. So we know where you came from. We we know how you started. And even though you had decent sex, then you learned there was more. You studied these things. You practice. And now what kind of sex are you having, Kevin? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. I am having... Uh, super powerful, fucking amazing, multi-dimensional, out of this world <laughs> sex. <laughs> I think I got that right. <laughs> that, that's a term that Selena and I use to describe the experience that we have um, when we make love. And, you know, it's so amazing to be where we're at now because um, we have the love, we have the intimacy. And we also have really amazing physical sex, like the physicality of what the the energy we're moving and what we're creating together is really off the charts. And, you know, we're at a point where, for the most part, um, we can go as long as we want. We can have sex as often as we want. Um, I get to choose when I want to ejaculate and when I don't. I can have multiple orgasms. I can, I can survive your intense waves, your intense <laughs> orgasmic waves that come and sometimes they, they just hit you like a ton of bricks. Like you feel like you just stuck your, your cock in an electrical socket and you're like, holy shit, hold on. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. Okay. So I think there's a few things I wanted to add just kind of like so that our listener really get it. So if we look at, let's say we have an average of sex about three to five times a week. You know, we've been together a few years now, so (laughs) we live together, we work together. In in the beginning, it was more like every day. (laughs) It was, but it's not anymore. So it's about three to five times a week. Uh And um, so, you know, do the math, how how many times it can be a month. I say out of all these, uh, you probably ejaculate about two to three times a month. Yeah, it, it varies. If we had to average it, I'd say about two. Sometimes it's only one. Sometimes it could mm-hmm. be three. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I would say on average about twice a month. Yeah. And I know that that just blows people's minds because mm-hmm. we, we talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and guys are like, and then their head wants to just explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the thing is, people always like ask, like, so, so what happens when you like you don't ejaculate? And I'm like, well, this is actually something really fun that happens. Once you feel complete, you pull out. And you pull out with a throbbing hard cock. And it's super sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I know you definitely get turned on by it. <laughs> I do. I'm like, oh, maybe I should have some more of that. <laughs> but like, the concept is like, well, how do you know that you're done? Well, it's kind of like when you eat, right? And then you're like, I mean, if you pay attention, you're kind of like, I'm full. Like, I don't need to eat more. Sure, I could eat more. Do I want more? Well, maybe, maybe not. I'm kind of done. And, and you're done. It's, and it's more of an energetic fullness. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, for most people, the signal that they're done is they're depleted. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, tired right? and then turning they're, over they're, and sleeping. They're tired, they're exhausted, they're depleted. They just mm-hmm. gave away all their energy, at least from a, a masculine perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I'm done. And then they roll over and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the type of sex that you and I have, it's it's not about that. Mm-hmm. When you're done is when when you just feel like the energy has moved so much that you're just like, wow, that was, and you just want to sit back and enjoy the, the bliss of it. Yeah. I, I feel my body tingling. I feel buzzy. I feel uh, lightheaded sometimes. I feel altered without any substance at all, but just the mm-hmm. lovemaking and the whole like endorphins and everything that's being it released. Is an absolute high mm-hmm. with zero substance. Yeah. I mean, so to the good. point where sometimes walking <laughs> across the room is difficult because you're like dizzy and you're just like your head is like in the clouds because you've moved so much energy Mm -hmm. i want to do a few more clarification points here because i know for a lot of people it's like okay so you can have sex for hours if you so choose you you will end it when you feel like you complete and you'll pull out with a strong hard erection and that's it um like how do you do that sex? Like, do you like people like, you mean like you like pounding for three hours or like, sometimes, you know? <laughs> sometimes, but not always, not always. And that's the thing is, is, you know, it, if we say that we had sex for an hour, mm-hmm. we generally mean you and I mm-hmm. an hour of penetration. That is correct. That's not including foreplay. That's not including foreplay. That's not including cuddle time afterwards no. or anything else. That's like full on penetration. Mm-hmm. And now sometimes, that might be an hour of pounding and different positions and going crazy. That's when I'm ovulating or just before <laughs> I'm bleeding. These are the two times yeah. of the month where I want it hard. Yeah. And, <laughs> and other times it might be a mix where yes. sometimes it's harder and faster. Sometimes it's slower. Sometimes it's complete stillness mm-hmm. where, you know, I'm still hard. I'm still erect. I'm still penetrating you and we're just still together just feeling that energy Mm -hmm. flowing back and it'll you know we'll go back through several cycles of of you know stillness and slow movement or fast movement and and the erection waning a little bit and then coming back up if if there's no movement that's kind of what does happen for sure if if there's if there's a point where we're still and just gazing into each other's eyes Mm -hmm. or embracing each other for a long period of time of course the erection will start to go down a little bit Mm -hmm. but as soon as we move again you know yeah it's fine you know it comes right back again Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean and and if you're practicing that type of lovemaking, you can pretty much go as long as you want. Mm-hmm. You can go an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, five. I mean, there's no limit to mm-hmm. it, right? Totally. So that that was really fascinating. And I hope that all of you listening, if you don't yet have this type of sex, that you really get more intrigued about it. We're going to tell you more about how you can do that and how you can get there. But before that, I want to have uh, last final words from you, Kevin. If and um, I kind of want to say if there was one thing that you would want for every man to know, what would it be? Or, or a concept or your final words. <laughs> the I think the most important thing is that it's possible. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're at now. So I know that um, there are people that maybe are starting out further behind than where I started out with. Maybe they've got some physical issues they need to take care of. Mm-hmm. I know there's plenty of people that were like, kind of like me, like I, I'm already having pretty good sex, mm-hmm. you know, like 
yeah, I'm not getting any complaints from my women and all. And then, you know, there might be people that are, well, I'm definitely above average, but I want to know more. Mm -hmm. And the idea is it doesn't really matter where on the spectrum you are. It's never too late to start. There's always another level that mm-hmm. you can take it to. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. I don't claim to have it all figured out yet, you know. <laughs> we still go to new places. We, we do. We still mm-hmm. go to new places. And mm-hmm. that's really amazing when that happens. I mean, having been together as long as we have and having sex as frequently as we do. And then every once in a while, we're like, whoa, that was like a whole new dimension we just went into, you know. So... <laughs> It's just possible. It doesn't matter where you are. So don't think that you can't because of this, that, or the other thing. Mm -hmm. It's possible. You just have to want to do it. Mm -hmm. So if you do want to do it and you want to get better in bed, we'd like to invite you to join us into our courses, Power and Mastery. It's a three-part series that is designed to help you become the superhero that you know you can be in the bedroom. And um, if you are struggling with some issues, like having issues with your erections, we have a part that's specifically designed for that. It's power up your erections. If you have wanting to learn how to last longer or have premature ejaculation or just have a better grasp of your ejaculation, um, master your ejaculation is absolutely for you. And then if you want to know, because you're neither having ex- like issues with your erections or ejaculation, and you're like, I want to know how to really please and satisfy my women and go beyond just the techniques, we have sexual mastery that is for you. Yeah, and we really designed it to be a journey. Mm-hmm. So first, if you're having difficulty with erections, we're going to help you with that. Once you've got that part down, then it's like we're going to teach you how to control your ejaculation. And believe me, if you don't think you have a problem controlling your ejaculation, we define premature ejaculation as when you ejaculate before you actually want to. Mm-hmm. So the course, yes, it's it definitely helps people who have more of the medical definition of premature ejaculation, but it's really also designed to help anybody just get control of their body so that they decide when they Mm -hmm. want to ejaculate. And then of course, once you've got those two pieces down, then comes sexual mastery, which is a big full course that has so (laughs) much covering intimacy before and during and after and and techniques to be a better lover, all kinds of stuff. Mindset. I mean, it's just jam packed (laughs) with good stuff. Yeah. And so if you want to check those out, uh, just go to powerandmastery.com and uh, all three courses will be there. You can pick and choose the ones you want or take all three because, hey, Exactly. Who you can, want that? <laughs> you can join the journey at any point in the process. Yes. If, you, if you're like, hey, I got rock hard boners all the time, great. Then you can jump in at <laughs> Master Your Ejaculation. Or if you're like, hey, I can go as long as I want, but you know, I want to learn some new techniques to mm-hmm. satisfy my woman, jump into sexual mastery. Like, you know, there's a place for everyone. Well, we are so grateful that you are here and that you are listening. Thank you for being part of our community. Again, it's powerandmastery.com. And we wish you a wonderful day until we see you next week. Bye. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. 
So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.